Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Welcome, 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 guys, to another episode of Mental Health Check-In with Leek. Today, I have special guests with me today, Mikey Purcell. How are you doing, my brother? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Doing good. I'm, I want to say thank you first, you know, for saying yes to talk about mental health. I love when men come on here and speak about mental health or, you know, the mental health journeys that just encourage people. So thank you for coming on here. Yeah, of course. So my first question, and you probably know this, I ask everybody this question when they first come over here. How is your mental health? Um, it's okay. I don't think it's, I mean, I, you could always improve your mental health. I don't think that I'm like in dire need of anything, but I think that we all have struggles. So there's some stuff that I struggle with internally. Yeah. I like to ask that question because I feel like um, somebody can be struggling, right? Mentally. And I feel like when we ask that question, how is your mental health? Instead of saying, how are you? I feel like accent, how's your mental health opens up, you know, the door to somebody to say, you know what, I'm okay, but mentally I'm struggling. So, you know, it's one of my favorite questions to ask. I try to use that in today's world, just in yeah. my life as people. Yeah. Um, my next question for you is growing up, was it okay not to be okay for you? Um, I don't think it was something I really talked about. Um. And I say that, I can't say that it was not okay or it was okay, because it was never really talked about. I don't think that I really dealt, or that I knew of anyone with any mental health stuff. I knew, I didn't know of like a girl who tried to commit suicide when I was young. Um, and I knew that some, there were some kids that had some stuff going on, but as far as my family, I don't think we really talked about like mental health and we had stuff in our family going on like substance abuse and stuff like that um that I I saw but we never really sat down and dissected it and talked about how it would have affected us individually or anything like that so but I don't know I so I can't really say that it would have been I would have been turned away if I you know had said stuff like oh I'm not okay or let's talk about this I don't know I would like to think that I would it would have been accepted, but I, as honestly, I can't say one way or the other. Yeah, that's like a great follow-up question to after how's your mental health? Because, you know, everybody is listening, you know, everybody grows up differently. You know, every household is different. Yeah. So I, I don't also like to ask that question. It's really interesting to hear different, you know, when I ask that question, different answers to that question. Yeah. And, um, my next question for you is, you know, there's a stigma surrounding mental health, you know, but there's also a stigma surrounding men's mental health. What do you say to that stigma when they say men can't cry, you know, men can't be weak, you know, we have to be strong, we have to man up. What do you say to that stigma? I mean, I think it's ridiculous. I actually just did a, a, a paper in school and a presentation on it and, and about Black men in particular and why like so many of them, you know, commit suicide because they don't have the ability or the um, the open arms to really come and talk about what's going on in their in their minds and how they're feeling. I think that it's stupid. It's an old antiquated um, stereotype of men have to be so strong and do this and they can't really say how they're feeling when a lot, a lot of men are struggling. They have they have burdens, they have struggles, they have things that they, they have childhood traumas um, 
you know, whether it be something that's happened to them, maybe where they've grown up, stuff like that. There's so much stuff that goes on with, with men. Stuff that goes on with everyone, but with men that they don't get to share because they don't feel comfortable sharing. And it helps to perpetuate that and to pass that along to future generations where they think that it's not okay because they, you know, a kid scrapes his knee. Why are you crying? You're a man, grow like it's fine. Why what are you crying for? And that's not okay. It's really not okay. Yeah, um, I definitely hate the stigma. It just I see people say, you know, certain stuff and I'm just like, that's not cool. Yeah. You, know, you want, you know, people to get stuff out, you know, express their feelings. You can't say stuff that's going to like, maybe people feel uncomfortable, feel like they can't talk. They can't, you know, like you said, that's why so many men suffer in silence. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why their suicide rate in men is going up. And while we're talking about suicide, I want to say anybody that's listening, you know, if you're struggling with any thoughts of suicide or suicide ideation, or any deep dark depression, there is a suicide prevention lifeline out there. All you have to do is dial 988. 988 is the number. It's so easy to dial. Set it alone, 1 800 number. 988 is the number. Um, I'll answer the question first. You know, um, have you ever dealt with any thoughts of suicide or just not want to be here? If you haven't, you know, you said you lost someone to suicide. You know, I mean, you said somebody wanted to commit suicide, but have you ever lost someone? I'll start first. Um, I feel like I say this every episode. Um, you know, um, suicide, I tried to attempt it. You know, I still have thoughts. You know, even though I'm doing my podcast, I'm like volunteering for NAMI, Bucks County, doing support groups you know, for mental health. And I still struggle. Um, you know, as a child, I was molested by um, two of my male cousins. And it kind of affected me um, growing up and everything. And Mikey don't know this, but like, I, it's crazy, right? Because I didn't realize I had issues with men until like I started going to church and like a couple years ago, like five years, six years ago. I didn't realize that. So I started being around a lot of men. And I probably had that problem for a long time. So like for a long time, I felt like you know, as a gay black man, I couldn't connect with men at all, stuff like mm-hmm. that, you know. I try to be friends with some people and it just it came off wrong as if like I was the problem, but it was just like, I guess trauma, like just whooping my ass and stuff like that. So, you know, there's times I wanted to set at a bridge and wanted to jump off of this times I've been depressed. There's times where I just would drive to work and I just want to drive my car off the bridge and just like say, you know, F life and everything. So um, like guys, if you're out there struggling, you know, make sure talk to somebody that you trust, you know, and remember not everyone understands mental health problems. You got to remember that that is a must. Not everybody's going to understand. Not everybody's going to get it. You need to get somebody, whatever that looks like, you know, crisis hotline, support groups, you know, a church yeah. group, a certain friend group that will hold you accountable. I'm sure you just guys just like get up there and get help. You know, suicide is not the answer. Yeah, of course. Um, For me, I've never had outright thoughts of like, I want to, you know, do any acts of furtherance of like, I'm going to, you know, jump off a, a bridge or, yeah. or do anything. I've never had that. I've, I've had struggles of like, not feeling like, or feeling like things would be easier if I wasn't here. Um, yeah. Family, really like, you know, coming out as a gay black man, it's, it's very difficult. There was yeah. so much I thought about because the black community is very judgmental. And for me, my biggest thing was that I don't want people judging my mom, judging. Yeah 
this, there's that, and I don't want it, I thought it would be easier on like her if I wasn't here. Um, but there's never been anything in my life that's yeah. really made me feel like, oh, I can't handle it and I, I can't do this and um, I didn't want to be here. Um, thank you. And like I said, anybody out there that's struggling when it comes to suicide, 988 is the Suicide Prevention Crisis Hotline. If you know anybody struggling or if you're struggling, make sure you guys dial that number. I see that every episode as a reminder, suicide rate is so high. It is. It really yeah. is. Um, my next question for you, something that you just said that I want to touch on, you know, let's talk, we'll go back to stigma, right? So I feel like, and you probably feel the same way, you know, gay man stigma, stigma right there, and being black stigma. And I had a conversation with one of my friends, and I was like, you know, y'all, I was like, you don't understand, like, you know, they're Caucasian. I was like, you know, we get, I get, you know, people don't like straight guys. Some of them don't want to hang out with me because, like, like I, the church, some church people don't want to hang out with me, straight guys, because of my lifestyle. And I'm like, I don't flirt with nobody. I'm just chilling and stuff like that, and I get judged for that. And then on top of that, you know, I'm a black, big black guy, stuff like that. Can we talk about the stigma? It's like a double stigma. Can we talk about that? You know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, where do you want to go with it? Because it, it can, it can go, go anywhere. Like, how do you um, feel? How do you feel about the du- double, you know, double stigma being black and gay in America? I mean, it's, it's a struggle. It, 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 in one way, it drives me. It makes me do yeah. more because I'm always like, I have to, I have to do better than this. I have to do better than this person. I have to do better than this person. I have to be the best. Um, I have to work my ass off because I have to, you know, provide and have to, you know, take care of things. Um, but then sometimes there's a feeling of no matter what, it's never good enough because that's always going to be something that someone says to you when they're trying to like make a dig at you, like, oh, you gay or whatever. Or this is like, so <laughs> like that yeah. means now it doesn't mean anything to me if someone were to say that. But before it would be like, because my thing is that's it. That's all you can say. That's the only thing you can pick to say about me yeah um, before it would be hurt it would be hurtful because it's like that's to other people it was like a hindrance on life and it's not um but that's something you have to become comfortable with and kind of kind of accept within yourself so if you if you're not accepting that about yourself then anything that they say um or someone says is gonna is gonna bother you because it's not going away um there are i mean it's you know, it's, it's more toler, it's more tolerated, it's more accepted, it's more yeah, we're more welcomed. Um, but there are people out there that that will use that you're you're a gay man or you're a black man or you're a black gay man, all yeah. that try to use that against you. Um, and if you let them do or let it affect you, it's just going to just it's going to hold you back. I I don't let that stuff affect me. I remember it used to affect me a lot, and I used to think about that stuff. For and um, I don't. It's just I don't know. I can't because you have to live for yourself. And I always say that too. Like, you know, one of the things with me, like, like I said about how I would think about me being gay and like how I didn't want it to touch my mom and stuff. But I'm like, you know, one day, God forbid, my mom won't be here, and I have to live my life for myself. I can't live my life for her. My mom's strong enough to handle anybody that were to say anything negative about me or say anything negative to her about anything in her life too. So it's like I have yeah. to live for myself. So and once you get comfortable with that and you start accepting that you have to live for yourself and just embracing who you are, I think that it just makes 
dealing with a lot of that stuff a lot easier. Yeah, definitely does. It definitely does. Um, my next question for you, we, well, I know that you are into fitness. Um, working out, does that help you mentally? You know, because there's studies that show that working out does help with mental health. So I think that people, it, it does, but I also think it can be, I, I think that I do suffer from some, some forms of body dysmorphia and stuff. I know that I stepped on the scale this morning and I was two pounds heavier and I was like, was tripping out this morning and I was very upset with myself and almost to tears, like, what the hell am I doing? I'm, I'm fucking up. And then my partner had to be like, calm down. It's okay. It's okay. Like, I don't want you to be so hard on yourself. So it can um when you're when you're competing with something or you have a goal like a fitness goal or whatever kind of goal if you don't feel like you're obtaining or obtaining that it, it can be very hard on yourself but in the moments that i am working out it it clears my mind you know you have your music playing whatever you like to listen to and you can just think um and it's good for me because i'm a planner like i'm thinking normally like oh i have this trip coming i can plan this or i'm planning like picking up overtime like, i'm always planning out my life so it allows me to kind of be able to be in a space where I can think that stuff. Um, like when I'm walking on the treadmill and stuff, but when I'm like lifting weights and stuff, I don't really get into that plane. So I'm kind of just focused on the goal. So I think it helps out because it gives you something to focus on. But you also have to be confident in knowing that if you're not seeing the results you want right away, you can't be so hard on yourself. Yeah. yeah. And I was going to say... Um... I think you're killing it. <laughs> Every time I see Thank you, know, you, you, go, to, appreciate you that. go to the gym more than me, you're always in the gym and stuff like that. You know? I just love it. So, yeah. You yeah. just never know who's watching that you're aspiring yeah. and stuff like that. They're like, you know what? I need to go to the gym. I can, you know, like, I feel like when people see gym posts, they probably feel like it's a sign. Like, everybody's yeah. at the gym. You know, maybe it's my yeah. turn to go to the gym. You know, you just never know who you're aspiring. So, yeah. I think you're killing it, bro. Um, Thank you. My next Thank question you. for you is, um, do you have a circle of friends that were, that you can go to, like if you're struggling, you know, what's your mental health? Do you have a circle of close friends that you can go to? Yeah, yeah. Um, I have a group of friends. We've been friends since forever. So I'm not originally from Philly. I moved to Philly for for college, but yeah. I just never went back home. So I've been here. But the friends that I made, um, I've been I've known some of them. Like my one friend, I've known him since I, I moved to Philly in 2002. Met him in 2005. We've been friends ever since. I met my other friend, Angie, in like 2008. Um, other friends, like my friend, like I just have a bunch of, like a, a group of friends. We're all tight together, but we've yeah. been friends for years and we can come to each other for through anything. Um, you know, sadly, one of my friends lost their parent and, you know, and we all showed up, you know, at the service. I feel like we have that kind of relationship where it's not just about like we did all the party and stuff when we were younger, but now we come to each other for life stuff. And if we're going through things, we could talk about it with each other and kind of support each other through and give each other advice and stuff like that. So I do feel I, I feel solid in the friends that I I've had for and even like newer friends that I've made. I've made some newer friends that I feel really um yeah. close with and feel comfortable with telling certain things to. And that's so dope guys out there that's listening you know it's always dope to have that type of i say community or chosen family yeah. chosen friends that you can go to because yeah. like like i said earlier not everybody understands mental health it's a, you know it's it's okay that everybody can't understand that you know it's okay mm -hmm. you know but just like mikey has that 
certain friend circle that he could they could talk about anything like he said you know somebody lost their parent you know they was all there you know mm-hmm. um right people in your corner is like a must you know you don't want to have nobody in your corner that doesn't understand it you know because the advice won't be you know good you know um my next question for you is what are some good coping skills that you could recommend to someone that's struggling with their mental health and i just want to say to the listeners we can say some coping skills may not work for you you know but i want to hear some coping skills that may work for somebody so yeah i was gonna say that um because they definitely work for everybody and not everyone what may be good for me may be actually bad for some people yeah Um, well one i like to shop i like i like to buy things i buy myself nice things because i feel like i deserve them so if i'm like feeling down or having a bad day i'll buy some new sneakers or something or buy some new I'll order some new clothes and it'll make me feel good um just something to treat myself I'm like I know I'll look nice in it and it's something but like if you don't have access to stuff like that um for me I try to think about the people that I do have in my life um and positive and the positive things that I have going and I like to plan like I said I like to plan like for our future so for me if I'm really struggling with something I'll plan it out like how tomorrow's gonna go and how next week's gonna go and stuff like that. Um, and I try to just talk and I and I do pray. I have I feel consider my consider myself very spiritual. Yeah. And I pray and talk to God about what's going on and and hopefully he you know he continue to guide me in the right direction. Um, and it's been helpful so far. But um, I don't know if you know this. I do work in mental health, so. Um, I've done like um, DBT. I don't know if you know what DBT is. Yeah, therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I've done that, and I've like taught, like I've taught the classes with uh, people oh, wow. to like teach people coping skills and like mindfulness techniques and stuff like that, and self soothing stuff like that. Um, and I think those are all good things to do for people to like kind of take deep breaths and and meditate, you know, counting to 10 or counting to 100, however long it takes you to kind of center yourself. So those are all good go-to things too. I, I will like take deep breaths when I really feel like overwhelmed with something and that kind of helps to bring me back down. Yeah, some couple of skills that I can recommend, you know, just journaling, you know, whatever works for you guys, mm. you know, works for you. Journaling, you know, working out, um, writing stuff down, you know, and then, you know, throwing it away, like, if you're throwing the problem away. And I'm gonna say I'm not in EBT therapy, I'm in EMDR therapy. It's kind of like the okay. same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like the same yeah. thing. Yeah, I'm in there for trauma. Um, but my next question for you is um, how do you feel about therapy, right? And why do you feel men don't want to go to therapy? So, like I said, I just did a paper on this stuff. Um, I feel like therapy is beneficial. I but I feel like one of the biggest things that I I saw in why people of color don't go to therapy is sometimes they don't trust um, white people to be their therapist. They want a person of color. And I, I can't remember the statistics because I um, did a paper like a couple of weeks ago, but it was like the percentage of black therapists is, is, was low. It was low. So it's hard to find someone that looks like them. I remember I have a conversation with my sister and I was talking about she needs to go to therapy. She's like, I don't trust them. So I was like, and I get that. So they they want someone that looks like them and feel like they have this life experience. 
Um, they also, some people just don't feel, they feel like it makes them look weak if they're talking to someone about their problems. And that's something that, that needs to be combated because it's not weak for people to kind of say what's going on with them and how they're feeling um, and to get the help that they need because they're going to continue the same cycle if, if they don't. Yeah, I, I agree with it. Let's say, um, it took me a while to get therapy. I think I when the pandemic started, I was, I'm people, I'm a host person. I'm in the house all the time, chilling to myself. And I was wrong. I went to um, therapy. It was like horrible. And then I found another therapist and I saw him for like a year, then stopped going. You know, I lost my mom 2019, then lost my sister nine months later. I think when I lost my sister, I stopped going. Then I went back. I tried to find other therapists and guys out there, people out there, it's okay. If you go through so many different therapists, it's okay. It is okay. You'll find the right one. It takes time sometimes. Yeah, say, I, sometimes you won't click yeah. with that therapist, and that's okay. Yeah. It doesn't give up. But you just realize you got to go to someone else that may understand you better or you just may connect with better. But you can't give up because of that therapist. Um, yeah, because it's difficult. It's like you're choosing someone to kind of share some of your deepest, darkest thoughts with and, and trusting them that they're not going to divulge, even though, you know, therapists shouldn't and they're yeah. bound that they shouldn't be talking with telling yourself but you never know so you want to be comfortable enough to say i can trust you with what i'm saying yeah and remember guys um if i know it's like a shortage i feel like it's a shortage of like i know people that look up a therapist and like they got a like six month wait and i'm just like this is like crazy but you know it's a Major There's so much now. I don't remember the, the name of it and I'll try to get it to you to share, but there's like a, a, a website or something where you can just find like-, like Psychology did, the psychology today? It may, it's, I don't think it's that. Cause I have, a, I have a coworker that does it and it's kind of like they can call in if they need this. So it's kind of like a crisis line type thing, but okay. it's just for therapy. Like if you want to talk to a therapist, you can kind of schedule it and, oh, wow. and figure it out. So it's kind of like, like therapy on the go almost. The only thing that-, that sucks i don't know if you get the same person but it may be someone who like can help you through something in that moment so it's kind of like a crisis thing but i don't know but it's i think it's beneficial to have like that because yeah like if you're trying to find a therapist like in your neighborhood i know it's hard to find people of color in any professions because they just i remember me trying to find a dermatologist in philly i had to find a black dermatologist i had to find a dermatologist who she has a uh site in Philly, but she's only there like one day a week. She's normally like in Spring House or something. But yeah. you want to go to people that get you. I went to her because she knows black skin. She's a black woman. So you know she knows how yeah. people so but you so you want that with like a therapist. You want someone who may may have grown up in the area that like you've grown up or can just relate based off color, may have yeah. had some of your shared experiences. And that's crazy that you say that because like with um my therapist, like I I, you know, I already had the trauma, you know, sexual abuse trauma, and I have issues mm -hmm. with men. I feel uncomfortable. Sometimes I don't feel like a man. I feel like I get along better with girls. They get me. But it's crazy when I found a therapist, I specifically look for a man therapist. And like my therapist, I got now my e, um, EMDR therapist. It's crazy because like I still had trust issues with men, right? So he was like, Lee, he said, I have your address. I'm like, you got my PO box address. He's like, I have your address. And I'm just like, uh, he said, you know, Lee, this we're gonna have trust. You, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna do this, you're gonna have some trust for trust. I gave him my address. And I looked for a man, you know, I could have went for a woman. I never had a white therapist. I, I always thought like they wouldn't get me because you know, how can you 
feel what I'm feeling as a black man. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, as a black person, they can't feel. Yeah, that. yeah. So I always, always got a, a black therapist, and I always made sure I had a male therapist to work on them. Um, you know, men trusting issues and everything. Even though I still have them, but it's still <laughs> went in my book. Yeah, now I get that completely. Yeah. Yeah. So my last question for you is: I want to ask you. Um, can you tell somebody that's listening? Why is it important to put their mental health first? So I think that it's important because, you know, in, in society today, especially with social media, so many people are focused on the outside of themselves. Um, we have to take more focus into the inside of ourselves and how we're feeling inside. And, and, not, and not, I mean, mental health, your body, your diet, all that stuff you need to take into account. But if your mental health falls apart, your, your life could fall apart, honestly. And as someone who works in this field, I've seen so many people just go through something traumatic and not deal with it. And you see their life spiral. Your life can go a completely different direction. And for me, taking care of your mental health is the best way to get on an upward trajectory. So you want to make sure that you are at your at your best, at like the best you can be for whatever life throws at you because life is not easy and it's not going to be easy. So you want to make sure that if you know you can't find a job or you're struggling with this that at least you have a, a good um outlook on on things and you're feeling yeah. good about yourself or something because those are type are types of things that if your mental health isn't great that, that can push you to the edge and can really really hurt you and your mental health can affect you and you may not realize it but your mental health has it affects you what you're going through affects others because there are people that care about you yeah, so good. That's so good. And also, guys, you know, make sure you put your mental health first because nobody's gonna put it first like you. Exactly. I know most of us are, you know, pleasers. We want to make sure people good. We want to make sure we're there for them. But you know, we have to be there for ourselves first before we can be there for others. That's also mm -hmm. a reminder. And I want to say thank you, Mikey. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for no, of saying thank yes. you for having me. To talk about mental health, you know, I love when men, you know, come talk about mental health. It's like amazing that people are, you know, I feel like men now are talking more about it now. I've seen yeah. a lot of stuff like, yeah, I have so, seen, I have seen more of that, and I think it's great because we need to. This, I, I say it all the time. This world is getting really jacked up. Yeah, and oh, it's just so much negative stuff going on out there that we need more positive stuff we need more open excuse me more open conversations we need yeah. more of that and it's like as you know some culture think men are the leaders and all that stuff so hopefully if they really feel that way and they see men being open they'll be more open to yes. hearing and open to to getting help and getting treatment for stuff that they may be going through yeah and not stigmatizing mental health yes Lady and gentlemen, Mikey Purcell. Thank you again, my brother, for coming on. Thank, thank you, you, thank you, me. thank you for having me. I appreciate it. No problem.